0: You could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions. And that means the world to me. And I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Speaking of legends. (laughs) I can't help but smile and laugh when this man walks into the room. The legend. The one and only Mr. Les Brown has joined us. If you've never heard of or met, I had an opportunity to listen to my man, Les Brown. Les Brown is, as far as I'm concerned, the greatest storyteller of all time, the most impactful speaker that I have ever experienced in my entire life, number one in the world, He is a man with an incredibly passionate heart, an absolute gift for extracting greatness out of humans. He is one of a kind in so many ways, and I am so excited to say at this point in my life he has become a dear, dear, dear friend, Mr. Les Brown. Welcome, sir breakfast with champions thank you
1: I, I was very close by i lived two doors down where two worlds can collide <laughs> i just want you to know i i see your moves every move you make i i see you I, i've got my eyes on you
0: oh my gosh Les. <laughs> <laughs>
1: i want you to know I, I, i'm eyeballing you every move you make i see where you're going
0: Right right out the gate, my man, right out the (laughs) gate. (laughs) Oh, Les, my man, dude, thank you so much for being here with us today. I just want to start with a quick checkup from the neck up. How are you doing, sir? How is my friend Les Brown doing?
1: I'm doing great because I got good friends like you. I'm doing great. All of us need, I feel, someone in your life who loves you unconditionally and who's got your back. And I I mean, there's not a day when people ask me, Where are you? I say, I'm two doors down where two worlds collide. They say, Well, what do you mean by that? I said, None of your business.
0: Oh my goodness! For those of you in the room that might not know exactly what Les is referring to there, I grew up in a unique situation uh, where my parents, my divorced parents and their new spouses lived two doors down from another from one another and uh, completely different cultures in each house. And uh, Les believes, as I do as well, um, that one day it'll be a book uh, and maybe a TV uh, no show car. right. And a TV show that's gonna that's gonna shake up the world. So let's make sure to remind me every single time. Speaking of books that are gonna shake up the world, uh, les we have a I have had the honor of being able to do a book with you, which is going to be coming out December sixth called Ignite the Hunger in You. And I'm gonna put a link up here for, uh, at the top here in just a second where people can pre-order that book if they would like. Uh, but talk about this with me, Les, if you would. These words, ignite the hunger in you. What, why are these words so uh, powerful and meaningful to you? Because we have so much
1: in us. And I want to thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to to come on the show to talk about this book. We have so much in us. We have built in power, uh, greatness, and ability to handle anything that life throws at us during and after this pandemic. But many times, because of the distractions of life, we give our power away. And I've done that unconsciously, not even thinking about it, reacting as opposed to pausing and thinking through it and say, whoa. And looking at it in a different kind of way, that there are things that happen to you, but if you take the time to think about it, those are things that happen for you, and that's an ignite moment where you don't just overcome it, but you come through it knowing that you're going to be victorious as you deal with it, and you become a different kind of person. You discover the person you were intended to become.
0: Yes, indeed. I am 100% aligned that things don't happen to you, they happen for you. Les, can you share an Ignite moment in your life for us? Absolutely. You know, I'm so
1: glad you asked that question now because as I shared with people, I just discovered my birth family. Oh, I was—I
0: didn't know you were gonna bring it out that fast, Les. Okay, yeah. y'all, y'all yeah. better lean in. Les Brown, seventy-seven <laughs> years old, just discovered his birth family, and I can't wait for him to share this with you. Okay, sorry for the interruption, Les. I just wasn't ready for yeah. you to drop that yet. Let's go. Yeah,
1: and I, and I never thought I would lay eyes on a picture or hear people talk about my birth mother or father, and. It happened, my son did a search. They live in, the family lives in Gainesville, Georgia. And so my mother, Dorothy Bell Rucker, she was a motivational speaker and she sang and she played the piano. They said she played the piano till it walked. And my grandmother, Beulah Rucker, they have a museum in Gainesville, Georgia called the Beulah Rucker Museum she was an educator, and she was a motivational speaker. And they said that she was hungry to learn, and she taught herself to read from the newspapers they used to insulate the walls of the cabin where she was raised to keep the room, the family and the room warm. And so this has been an opening, and I realized I got that can't help sit. <laughs> we don't know and we must put forth the effort and the focus and the discipline to develop it so we can ignite it and bring it out and begin to live life on our terms and do what miles monroe talked about rob the cemetery of our dreams of our gifts of our abilities and be able to live a life that will outlive us
0: less when you shared with me, well, first, I want to, what was that first moment like when when your family came and said that they had found, I believe they found your, your grandmother first, right? Is that right? Yes. Yes. What, what was that moment like for you? And I want everyone in the room to just imagine for a second, okay? Just imagine going through life not knowing being, being in the loving care of a mother, Les always says, "God took me out of my biological mother's womb and placed me in my mother's heart, right? My adopted mother's heart." And so he was raised by a woman that loved him, his, 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 you know, her entire life. And so I want you to put yourself in that position where you don't know your biological. Now here you are, seventy-seven years old. Somebody walks up to you and says, "We've found." bloodline, your bloodline. Les, what was that moment like for you? I said, no. You found them?
1: And Calvin, my oldest son, he said, yes, sir. Your grandmother, her name is Beulah Rucker. Your mother is Dorothy Bell Rucker. Your father is Oliver Randolph. I said, you found a Calvin? He said, yes. Man, I was like a little kid. I said, whoa, you know, I never pressed forward to find them myself because I thought I never would and I didn't want to risk being rejected. But as I got older, I knew that I would never know. That's what I felt. And, And he unbeknownst to me went on one of these sites and started doing searches and met someone who did the search with him only to discover she was one of my cousins. (laughs) She's one of our cousins. Oh my God. (laughs) And so she really lit up and, and, and plowed in and found my grandmother and then she found my birth mother and then she found my our, our father and two brothers that I did not know I have. As you know, I'm a twin. So I found Rudy and George Rucker, two brothers that I did not know I have. And so it, it's it been quite an experience of meeting the rest of the family and processing this and asking God, what am I supposed to do with this? And what I came to conclusion sitting on a bench outside of the house that my grandmother built with her own hands. And she got up early in the morning and late at night, because a woman wasn't supposed to do that kind of work, and she built this boarding school for girls. And all I could think about, that she was not only hungry to learn, she was hungry to teach others, and to help them to elevate themselves, she taught veterans, and how driven she was. She didn't let anything stop her. And that gave me added fuel. I'm being recognized this week by Cancer Centers of America. And they called me and they're giving me the first award called the Perseverance Award. And they have no patients that they've been serving, that's been dealing with fourth stage cancer as long as I have. And they said, you, you truly are an example of perseverance. All the, mil- all the millions of cancer patients, they selected me and another person. And so that's what I learned from my grandmother. And, and what it says to me, is that we are stronger than we realize, that we get so caught up in the distractions of things that we have given our power away. And they call this the distraction economy, why? Because we have to fight to one, to get still, to listen to the still, small voice within, and to, to live from our heart as opposed to the programming that's instilled in us by algorithms and things that we've seen and observed in our environment and the experiences that we have, the abuses that we go through, we for the most part, a lot of people allow those things to overshadow what our real destiny is, is to make the world a better place and how we find it. And, and that the things that happen to us, they don't define us. We make that choice. They refine us, and we can move forward and turn adversity into our advantage. And so at 77, I'm cranking it up. I'm finishing strong. I'm a grave robber. I'm robbing the cemetery of everything that I have in me.
0: I love that, Les. I do. I absolutely love that. And we are in an interesting season, right? We are in an interesting season with the pandemic. And it can be a scary season for many, many, many reasons. It can also be a season of eye-opening experiences, I think, for many of us. Uh, realizing that the things that we thought to be true or found security in may not be as secure as we once thought, but also the fact that we m- might just be a little more resilient than we initially imagined, right? Stronger. Without
1: any question. Absolutely. Yes, because the when you you think about where we are right now, the suicide rate has increased dramatically among adults, and among kids. When you think about before the pandemic, 47 million people lost their jobs. During the pandemic, millions more were laid off, and those jobs are not coming back. But some people were told, go home, and when things get better, you can come back. And listen, that's major, because during the lockdown, Millions of people began to look at themselves. They looked at their relationships, and they looked at their lives. And they asked themselves, do I want to do life like this going forward? So the divorce rate has increased 40%. People across the country roll over one morning and look at each other and say, I feel lonely when you ever you are around. Hey listeners, if you
2: enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five: 5 Simple Steps to an Extraordinary Morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to the 5com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day.
0: Mm, 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 mm.
1: <laughs> yeah. And 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 then they they call back to the office they I ain't coming back. No, I don't want to flip no more burgers. I ain't coming back. No. No. <laughs> I'm I'm going to do life my way. I'm going to bet on me. I don't want to do this anymore. Because they realize that life is fragile. Over 700,000 people have died. And, you know, four of my family members have died during this pandemic. And so, what we are now doing in this place of reckoning, we are now looking at ourselves at the man and woman in the mirror, as Michael Jackson would say, and asking the question, who am I? What got me here? And where am I going? Those, that's, that's major. Those three questions, who are you? What got you here? And where are you going? Three reflective questions that many people are asking themselves unconsciously to determine how they're going to begin to create the next greatest version of themselves and this book ignite the hunger in you what we have in the stories in some powerful stories that that's transformative people that have gone through some stuff that are jaw I mean they're jaw droppers and you say oh my god if they can go through that and stand and still live a life of contribution i know i don't believe i know i can get through the stuff that i'm dealing with it's very in- inspiring and 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 the reason this book is very important and the tool that that's being used is the power of story steve jobs if the storyteller is the most powerful person in the world why because stories distract dispute and inspire they distract you from your current story and through reading or listening to what you listen to you turn into other people's stories it inspire you to become, as I often say, a pencil in the hand of God like Mother Teresa and start writing a new chapter with your life. And so that's the exciting part about it. Every story is going to reach you. It's, It's going to create an experience. This is not just a book you just run through and read. It's where you read and you stop and you go within and you reflect and Each chapter takes you to a place in yourself that you cannot go by yourself.
0: Mm, So strong, Les. And when you and JB, who has joined us on the stage here uh, as well, JB is, is, is with us. Hello, JB, how are you?
2: Good morning. Good morning, Glenn, so great to see you. And hey, Les, nice to have you here, thank you.
0: Thank you. Yes, yes. When you two asked if I would be a part of this book, incredible honor, right? Because I've always, um, I've always looked up to you, Les, and you made a massive impact in my life. So an opportunity to work on a project together with you and to be able to uh, give back and support uh, you after all the things that you've done in my life was just a just a treat, and especially with this particular. Uh, This particular, you know, idea of how our stories, which uh, if you click at the link, if you click the link at the very top of the page here, the book itself does not come out until December 6th, about a month from now, uh, but you can go ahead and pre-order it now, and you'll see that it's a collection of 35 different authors, 35 different authors uh, that share their Ignite moments, the moments in their life uh, where everything changed, and in mine, I speak on a time in my life where I had made the decision that to take my own life would be would make the world a better place. It's really what I believed in my heart, was that to take my own life would make the world a better place. And so I share that Ignite moment in depth um, in the book, and I am so grateful for the opportunity to do so, and would love it if you w- would, uh, if everyone in the room would just support this as well. We would appreciate it, but most importantly, the impact that it can have on you because, Les, you're 100% right. This is a season where everyone's asking those questions. Who am I? What got me here? And where am I going? And I would love to hear from you, Les, as you've traveled through this season and asked yourself those questions, as you've just recently found out your bloodline and, and where you're from, you shared that with me the other night man it was i was just like wow 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 <laughs> i couldn't believe it right so when it comes to those questions i'm assuming that you like us have been asking yourself those same questions how would you how, how are how are you responding to those questions right now
1: man you know this is a crucial point in my life before the discovery I had felt within myself maybe I'm too old to continue to do this because I had a voice in my head from someone who I felt had my interest at heart that kept whispering that it's time for you to stop. But the Ignite moment for me has been You don't get to call yourself out of the game of life. That's God's job. He brought you here, and he will tell you when your work is done. Don't forget, when I want people to speak about me, I want them to say he aspired to inspire until he expired and and so it caused a a, a major conflict with a family member who said if you don't stop I'll fire you from my old company <laughs> and he did. i put in applications at mcdonald's in the post office <laughs> and then i came back and fired that Negro. i taught you everything you know, not everything I know. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so, but I realize age is nothing but a number. I I feel like a thirty-five-year-old man trapped in a seventy-seven-year-old body. <laughs> and so, Amen. it fired me up because sometimes, if if we don't watch it, we unconsciously will die long before we're dead. And our goal is while we're here to live full and die empty. And so that, that, and that takes conscious awareness, that takes focus, putting in effort and energy to develop that untapped potential that you have within you to, to live a different kind of life, to look at your relationship and ask yourself the question, are we living together or dying together? And, 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 and beginning to move forward with a new level of awareness. Now, and just looking at my life, there are things that I used to be bothered with. And I realized that time will either elevate you or it will expose you to the real you. And, and so I face this world fearlessly and living it on my terms and doing what I can to live a life that will outlive me, to create a world that I will not get to see, that young people like yourself will visit this future that I don't get to see. But I get to plant some seeds for the trees that will provide shade for you in the
0: future. And that is something that you have done for a very very crucial season in my life, and I am so incredibly thankful for less and I am in like even more thankful to know that you are not. Laying down the sword, that you are going to continue to fight because we still, we still need you, man. The world still needs what only Les Browns got. There's no doubt about that. And I got, I got eight of these babies coming up behind me, Les. Eight of these babies, and and <laughs> yeah. they all, they all, I, I, I need to be able to point them somewhere because they don't want to listen to me. They ain't listening Yo. to Dad, so I got, I got I got to point them your way. <laughs> you know what?
1: And I got ten. I got the point your way. But really, there's one who's about to make me lose my mind <laughs> up, in here. up in here. One is about to make me act a fool up in here. Up in here. I'm gonna bring him to your house after the broadcast today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, Liz. There's
1: this thing called life. Oh, if you really want to know it, just walk two doors down that's and it. observe two worlds clashing and how they work it out. And that's the phenomenal thing about this thing called life, that we are here to do the greater work. And there will always be opposition. We will always have resistance. There will always be roadblocks. There will always be systems stacked against us. But when you have a hunger and an ignite moment, you will either find a way or make a way to do the work that you came here to do. And we have an expiration date. When Michael Jackson said, This is it, it was it, but not the it he had in mind. And so we have to work with a sense of urgency. I remember. I was in Vegas and Frank Sinatra was at a table in, at Caesar's Palace. And I heard him say to a young man, Live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. And as you mentioned, life is a fight for territory. And once you stop fighting for what you want, what you don't want will automatically take over. Then so, I was very fortunate when a, a person at the Cancer Centers of America. What what was the defining moment for you? I said, the oncologists I work with. He said, I don't. Oh, bless what I you. say is that my knowledge, my abilities, and my skills have terminated. Now you and God, y'all determine the prognosis. I only determine the diagnosis. Those are the only tools that I've got. And so I left there not with fear. Most people in a fearful situation, they forget everything and run. But there are others in a fearful situation, as Zig would say, face everything and rise. And so there was a a feeling of perseverance in me. I got a fight on my hands that I'm ready for. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I believe you are, sir. I believe you are unless you know you talk about the fight, right? The fight, the battle, uh swinging back and you you you've been a fighter from 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 day 1 and I and I found it fascinating when you shared with me about your parents. I found it fascinating how much fight Your mom had in you and how much fight your grandmother had in you, your biological mom, your biological grandmother, how much fight that they had in them and how similar the path is that you've gone on, even though your environment was completely different. You weren't raised by them. What do you think that tells all of us about God and the seeds that are planted within us? What it says is,
1: you're made in my likeness and image. You've been given the authority, the power, and dominion of everything. Choose. That's, that's major. Choose. Make the decision this day whom you shall serve. The lowest that's in you or the highest that is within you. We make choices in this thing called life. And the decisions that we make, they make us. And most people, they give the decision decision power away to their circumstances, to the adversities in their lives, to the situations they're facing. They surrender. One of the authors talked about being raped at five. And and she for a long time lived a life that was not her. And she decided an ignite moment, this is not me. The the abuse happened. She was raped by someone who should have protected her and provided for her and that did not happen. So you can't unscramble those eggs, but what she did do, she chose to live her life victoriously, not as a victim, not as somebody that has been taken advantage of. She had every reason to be bitter and she chose to focus her life on how to get better and help others. To get better and overcome whatever they have experienced in their lives that has diminished their sense of self and and made this this experience she had her mission in life to help others who've been scarred and damaged by that because she felt like damaged goods what man would want me here i am pregnant by my father. What man will want me? And she abused herself with drugs to calm the pain of the negative feelings she had about herself. And then she had an ignite moment where she chose to become a different kind of person. We all have them. There are moments in our lives where we say to ourselves, I can't believe that I'm doing this. Wow. Because we have so much more in us. Simba, you're more than that which you have become. And we are. And we have to be willing to stop. And one of the things my daughter, Dr. Ona Brown, she said that gaps are from God. That that this time where we are is a time to get still, to go in the closet, shut the door, to rethink our lives, to rethink our relationships, not just with others, but our relationships with ourselves. I was talking to a relative that I, I just found and, and I asked her, when all did all of this weight that you have gained, when did that come about? And she said, when I went, through my divorce. It was so ugly. It was so mean. He was so disrespectful to me. And he had more going for himself than she did financially. And and he was able to take the kids. And she gouged herself with food. You know, there are many people that's obese because of what they eat, but there are many more that are obese like this relative of mine because of what's eating them. And so I said, and this is the value of your program. I said, I'm going to support you in the division, the vision that you have of yourself. I want you to get me pictures when you were smaller. I got some. And let's let's do this together. Where two or three are gathered, I will be among you. So in the ignite the hunger we're creating a community of greatness where people are coming together dreamers iron sharpening iron creating collaborative achievement driven supportive relationships and helping people who begin to have a moment where they're looking at themselves differently and they get a glimpse of the life that they want to live and support them in that new vision he said i'll give you all your eyes can see
0: mm, mm, mm. less brown every time I talk to you, I get like this. <laughs> i just i sit back in a we do have bit. a
1: good time when we do our one-on-one
0: one, we? we do we do we really really do and yeah, uh,
1: we like two little boys yeah. <laughs>
0: this, this 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 book in the collaboration of stories you're so spot on in the community building aspect of it and the ability to inspire others to Find those ignite moments or to turn the page on that, and like you said, you said it's it's making a decision, right? You choose to allow it to eat you, or you could eat it, right? Yes, you choose. Talk to me, Les. I know that, and again, we are talking about the ignite the hunger in you uh, book. This is a book that Les Brown just recently. Uh, released it'll be coming out December 6th you can pre-order it if you click the link there above and I personally had the honor to be a part of this book I wrote a chapter uh, in the book and so this is a a pretty special moment for me to be able to share in this project with JB and my man Les Brown the guy who's made such an impact in my life and in this book we talk about that ignite moment where you make that decision you Choose, right? You choose. So less talk to me. I think that on the surface, some people might say, "Okay, well, I get that. I get to choose. I I choose for my life to be better, but it ain't less. Yeah, I'm getting bad luck. What did what did you say in your one talk? You said uh, when you walk by the bank, the alarms go off, right? Because you're yeah. so broke. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So, talk to me. Somebody in that situation that's like, you know, just choosing is one thing, but I'm living in 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 the street less, um, and I don't have any resources less, and so I can choose. But how how do I actually get out? How do I follow through on that choice?
1: Once again, it's deciding what you're going to focus on. I I wanted to buy my adopted mother a home, and I achieved that objective. I didn't do a title search. This is the first major investment I ever made. And I'll never forget when the attorney asked the guy who was selling the home, have you done a title search? And he said, no, I, I haven't done a title search. There are no liens against it. He said, uh, I'm, I'm not ready to do any delays. I've got many people lined up to get this home. If he doesn't want to get it now, then I'll sell it to them. And I asked him, I said, well, are there any liens against it? He said, no. I said to my attorney, I believe him. And she shook her head and she pushed a contract in front of me and I signed it naively and a few weeks later people start coming by the house to look at the house and and I went out and asked him what what are you what are you here for well this house is up for foreclosure it's going to be in a chef sale I said you got to be kidding I just bought this house and so I called the previous owner I said man there are liens against this house and he said, <laughs> And he hung up. Oh, man. And boom. I said, wow. And so I'll never forget when the sheriff came and knocked on the door. <coughs> Les Brown. Yes, sir. We're here. You're being evicted. Man, I prayed all night that night. God show me your real show me your real please don't let him take this house from my mother this is my dream for her and i said i had the bible i said i'm standing on his word he said no problem just stand out here on the sidewalk Look here! I didn't pack. Now box. I was I was holding on. I called for both things that be not as though they were, and so oh. we had to back up. And I said, "Mama, we gotta go." I said, "I've lost the house." She said, "I didn't like the damn house anyhow." <laughs> it's <was> too bad <laughs> on my knees going up and down the steps. I said, "You gotta be kidding." She said, "No, I just told you I liked it because I knew you liked the house." No. <laughs> Let's get packed up. And what happened was when we went back to Liberty City, the roach-infested house on 58th Terrace that I moved her out of. I was standing behind the truck, feeling humiliated. All the money I had, I'd put down on this house to buy the furniture and everything. And people said, maybe you all back. Yes, Leslie lost the house. And Glenn, I was crying. And I had my head down. And Mama, she's she's short, but she came back on the back of the truck and she looked at me. She said, Boy, hold your head up. I said, Mama, I feel so sorry. I'm sorry, Mama. I feel so stupid and dumb. I'm so sorry I did this to you. She said, hold your head up, boy. And she put her hand under my chin, and she snapped my head up, she said, we still have each other. Whoa, when she said that, and when she pushed my head up, I saw a new house, a larger house, 12-foot deep swimming pool, a basketball court, 10,000 square feet. I see it. I saw a new house with my head went up. You lift up your head. Let me tell you something about that. And she said, take that furniture in the house. And the, and the rats were playing big wins. Oh, baby's bag. Look at God. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> the roaches were doing the electric slide. Can you hear, brother? Up in here, up in here. Baby's bag, We got going to have some hot water cornbread. Oh, yeah. We got it going on up in here now. and man I never forgot that she said we still have each other we don't have that house but we have each other we can get another house but I couldn't get another mother when she took her last breath or I took my last breath we still had each other there's a book called living a life of no regrets and they asked these people lady wrote it who was in ho- who was a hospice nurse what what is it that you have learned about the people in hospice and she wanted to live a life of no regrets they wanted to live a life of no regrets and what they all focused on and what was most important was their relationships their relationships And so I realized even though I lost the house, I still had the relationship with my mother. That was a bond created by love. God is love, and he who dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in them. Then I got another house 45 days later. And so the relationship with people listening to me right now, look at the relationships in your life. And my son, John Leslie, he he said, ask the question, who should I count on? And who should I count out? I used to say, how can a woman give birth to twins and walk away and not come back? But I did not know what my birth mother went through And the decision that she made, and she didn't just give us to anybody, she waited. Mr. Moss, my godfather said, she said, no, not them. No, not this couple, no, not this couple, no. And then when Mamie Brown showed up and they looked similar to each other and she talked to her, will you take good care of my boys? And Mamie Brown said, yes. You, you, you promised never to separate them? And Mamie Brown said, yes. They'll never go to bed hungry. I'll always feed them and keep clothes on their back and a roof over their head. And he said, our birth mother stepped close to her, her their nose almost touching, staring her in the eyes. And she, he said, "Looked like she had blood in the eyes from crying desperation that will someone take these boys and be good by them. And she looked at Mr. Moss and said, she's the one, Mr. Moss, she's the one. Give me my boys. And he handed us over to her, our birth mother, and she kissed us on the forehead and she gave us to Mamie Brown. And she said, go, go, go quickly. She became pregnant while her husband was away at World War II and he was coming home. And she left Gainesville and came down to Miami and had us and waited for the right person to give us to. And she made a good call. And I realized I wasn't given away. I was chosen with love. When a woman carries a baby in her body, she learns to love it. But Mamie Brown, she saw us and said, I want them. And so I get up when I wake up in the morning. All things work together for good for those who love God and for those who are called according to His purpose. I've got two mothers and I'm not ashamed. i got Two mothers, and I love them just the same. Thank you, Lord. Whatever I face today, together you and I can handle it. And my two mothers on the other side. And so it is. <laughs> I'm coming man. for you this morning.
0: I'm coming for you. May, <laughs> less- I thought I was going to get through one conversation with you without crying. I thought I was going to get through one. It is yet to happen. Wow. (laughs) That's beautiful, Les Brown. That is absolutely beautiful, man. Thank you so much. Thank you, Les. There are many things that you've done in your life and impacted millions of people as you've traveled around the world with your stories, including me. My friend Lolita is here in the room, and she wanted me to ask you, what is something that you'd love to still do before you leave this earth that you haven't done yet?
1: No one has asked me that question. You know what I'd love to do? I'd like to get all of my children. i got five boys and five girls in one room. Not on Zoom. In one room. And talk to them. There's a different dynamic when you're one-on-one with them. But when you get the group together, that's something else. I've had as many as, as five in the room, but never five boys and five girls. And have them ask me questions about me, about my life, about what caused me to be who I am about my relationship with their mothers. And how I was able to maintain positive relationships with them, even though I only married three of the mothers. Because I'm sure kids, even when they're grown, they wonder, what happened? Who were you then? And I'd like to be able to say to them that guy who met your mother at the bottoms up club or the Jamaica Club in Columbus, Ohio, or the Pink Pussycat, who was the MC, who was LB Triple P, the Les Brown, the man about town. He's dead. He doesn't live here anymore. No, he's gone now. But that's who I was then. And if I had it in my power, I would choose never to allow him to be born because that was not the best expression of myself. I would have been a different kind of person and I can't unscramble those eggs. And I hope that you can forgive me for that person. And forgiveness is not forgetting. Forgiveness is remembering without anger or resentment. And I forgive myself because if I condemn this man who's here now, and put him on a guilt trip, I'll be condemning an innocent man. I've been born again. I'm a new creature. <laughs> oh, behave. <laughs> like that lady who said, Lord, ain't what I want to be, ain't what I'm going to be, and thank God, I sure ain't what I was.
0: Mm-hmm. Amen to that. Unless you stay very positive, you always find a way to see the, the powerful perspectives, right? Like the, the, the opportunities within the experiences. Another one of my friends, Susie, she wanted to know, in the midst of all of the hard, the ugly that's in the world, the hurt, right? The 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 the, the, the racism, the division, the the cutthroat politics, less. Cutthroat politics. In the midst of those things, how can you help or how would you advise people to be able to trust in the goodness that does exist, the goodness of God, in the midst of all the ugly?
1: James Weldon Johnson gave us the answer. Stony the road we trod, bitter the chesting rod, felt in the days when hope unborn had died. Yet with a steady beat have not our weary feet come to the place for which our fathers sighed. We have come over a way that with tears have been watered. We've come treading a path through the blood of the slaughtered. Somebody paid a price for us to be here. When I was in Gainesville, I kept hearing about the Trail of Tears. Slaves were required to walk from Gainesville, Georgia to Oklahoma. The white slaveholders were on wagons, but the slaves had to walk, barefooted, chained, the trail of tears across this country. And we are the ones of, of the children. We are the children of the ones who would not die. They found it somewhere in their heart, in their soul, in their spirit to rise above it. That's, that's what we come from. That's the kind of stock we come from. And as we go within, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. When shall the kingdom of God come? The kingdom of God cometh not by observation. They shall say, it's neither lo there or lo here. Behold, the kingdom of God is within you. And here's the kicker. The kingdom within you is voice, activated. That when people hear you, when they read your story, when they go through each chapter, when they tune in and listen to your guests, and the words that you speak, you take them to a place in themselves that they can't go by themselves and you activate the greatness in them. You remind them of who they are. And as a result, you cause them to reshift their thinking and keep it moving. They beat those slaves, keep it moving. Get up, nigga, get up. I'm tired, master. Get the hell up and keep it moving. And so we had to keep it moving. Racism is alive and well and will never die. It's permanent, it's a part of the culture. All types of isms that are designed to destroy a person's sense of self or to hold people down. But we are here because there were some people who said in their heart of hearts, it's not over until I win. When they go on YouTube and see me speaking in the Georgia Dome, Les Brown speaking in the Georgia Dome and see that speech, it's not over until you win. Patrick Douglas said, We might not get everything we fight for, but everything we get, there will be a fight. And as we maintain a spirit of optimism, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And keep it moving. Keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Don't Come on now. Amen. I I want a copy of this one myself. Come on now. I know you're coming (laughs) for me.
0: Yes, Les, I will get you the copy of this for sure. We are running out of time, regretfully, because I could hang with you forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever, and I am so thankful that you allowed me to be a part of this project, Ignite the Hunger in You how to develop how to develop your greatness and ignite ignite the hunger right ignite i love that word ignite uh, for those of you that haven't done so yet please click that link there at the top of the room if you would pre-order your copy i would greatly greatly appreciate it Hey, Glenn uh, Yes Hey brother Glenn i don't see a link on the top of the room i don't know if everybody, everybody else does it app. Sorry about that yeah i've if, been seeing other. you got to update your app exactly Yeah, thank you. Thank you for clarifying that. So if you don't see a link in the top of the room, you need to go ahead and update your Clubhouse app. And thank you, Mr. Spizak, for pointing that out because I didn't think to say that. Not not everybody has done that. Um, But if you can click the link or it is on Amazon, you can go to Ignite the Hunger in You and get yourself a copy so that we as a community can share these stories, the power of story, right? To be able to... Do what Les just talked about. I love how he said voice activated, especially as we're going into this season right now where we have all this new voice technology. Right, Les? Like more more powerful than ever. We can spread our voices further. We can reach more people. We can activate them. But it requires each of us to really share our story, to understand that that story, that thing that you've gone through wasn't to you. It was for you and ultimately so that you can impact others less. Before we wrap up, I would love, I know you've been on many stages with millions of people cheering your name. But what I like to do is I like to put people up on a mountaintop, and so I'm going to put you up on a mountaintop. It's November 3rd, 2021. We are on the backside of a global pandemic. and all of civilization, Les, you are on top of a mountain And all of civilization, all 7 billion people are cheering your name. Les Brown. Les Brown. Les Brown. Les Brown. They're cheering for you. Unless somebody walks over and they hand you a microphone and they say, you have two minutes, two minutes to share something with all of humanity. On November 11th, 2021. What are you going to tell him, sir? If you want a
1: thing bad enough to go out and fight for it, to work day and night for it, to give up your time, your peace, and sleep for it, if all that you dream and scheme is about it, and life seems useless and worthless without it, and if you gladly sweat for it and fret for it and plan for it, and lose all your terror of the opposition for it, And if you simply go after that thing that you want with all of your capacity, strength and sagacity, faith, hope, and confidence, and stern pertinacity, if neither cold poverty, famish or gulf, sickness or pain of body and brain can keep you away from the thing that you want. If dogged and grim, you besiege and beset it. With the help of God, you'll get it. This has been Mrs. Mamie Browns and Dorothy Ruckus. Pride and Joy, and my brother, Glenn Lundy, two doors down, two worlds collage, to create more joy on the planet. Join us. Yes.
0: yes. <laughs>
2: Woo-hoo. 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 Win. Don't win. mess with me. <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> my
0: love you. can
2: we talk
0: really his mastermind you. He have a mastermind really. you. Les brown my man Les brown yeah. how is the best what is the best way of course we have the book here uh that we would love for everyone to support is there any other way that you would like us to support you in this season and i am gonna prayerfully prayerfully figure out how I can help you fulfill that desire to get your 10 children all in the same room. Less, I'm going to make that part of my, I'm going to be an ambassador on that charge, but is oh, that? all.
1: Thank you. Yes. Sir. I have to go to a mentor, mentor with less.com mentor. M E N T O R with less. L E S. Dot com. And, and, and what they can do is download the book but also become a part of our community of
0: greatness. That's it right there. (laughs) Go ahead, Marcus.
1: Thank you, sir, Mr. Brown. What up, Father? And the gospel, good to see you, brother. (laughs) Thank you, it's great to see you as well. (laughs) Hey man, Tola hooked you up, man. And so he actually put it in your Instagram bio. So if, if you guys go just visit his Instagram bio, Hungry for Greatness. And Mr. Brown, he won't even say this because he's so humble and he's so generous but he is giving you a free training with one of the greatest masters there is. You can't get that anywhere. And then of course, if you want to be a part, you can stay a part of the community. But if you hit the link in his bio, you can join us Thursday night and he will really, really, really be a blessing to your life. I know he has for mine, he's changed everything for me. I'm so incredibly grateful that I get to call him family now. Thank you, sir, I appreciate you. That's it. Thank you, hungryforgreatness.com. Go there and there, get some free materials and they can also be a part of a special meeting and training that I'm going to do this Thursday night at 7 o'clock.
0: Love it, Les. Yes, Yes. .org. I'm sorry, .org. 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 Hungryforgreatness.org. Okay, beautiful. And you can always hit that little scissors clip down there on the bottom. If you missed that, you can clip now on this app, which is great. And uh, Sarah just put it there at the top, Mm -hmm. too, so you can click the link if you have the updated app. Last thing I want to say to you, Les, is my man Greg Walker who uh is one of, who is the gentleman that initially connected you and I which I am so grateful for he just said to yes. tell he said to tell you covid can't kill the funk you <laughs> <laughs> got that right behave <laughs> <O. T. Hain.
1: laughs> yes 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 oh yeah great that's my brother i love you so much Thank you so much for this time, for this opportunity, and I hope that we created some value for the listeners that are listening, and thank you for who you
0: are and how you're showing up, and I'm so glad that God brought us together, and give your mother my regards. I will, Mr. Brown. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, the great Les Brown. Les, it has been such a treat. Thank you. You are amazing. Go ahead and flash those mics. And uh, make sure you grab a copy of the book. And with that, I believe we will be closing the room for today. And are we headed over to the social media show, Sarah? Is that right?
2: Audio creating,
1: you know, incredible once in a lifetime experiences like this interview with uh, the
2: unmatched Les Brown. Yeah.
0: Beautiful. Thank you, Les. I appreciate you. Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to head over to the social media. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
2: Thanks, Glenn. I'm sorry. I just wanted to say thank you so much for doing that. I really appreciate you supporting the book and talking with Les. It's been just beautiful. And just remind everyone, Glenn, please, that all the proceeds of this book download go towards building the school that Les and I are connected to. So all of the downloads are actually about the Ignite Possibility School of Hope. I just wanted to get that last little bit in.
0: Yeah, so the downloads like on the Kindle part? When you yeah, click on every that link. download. Okay.
2: Absolutely, every download buys a brick to build a school for underprivileged kids in Cambodia. Les and I partnered together to build that school, and all of the proceeds of the book downloads go towards building the school for kids and supporting literacy and greatness.
0: Beautiful, and those are I think it's a dollar ninety nine for that download <laughs> right now on the link. So please, please, please help and support and participate that. And thank you, JB, for reminding me. I got so caught up in in, in Les's stories.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. How could you not? I mean, it is captivating and igniting and powerful and you, it's true. It just, it's incredible. Les is an incredible inspirer. And again, I just want to remind you, he is doing a contest to mentor with Les You can download the book, upload the receipt, and then you're entered to win mentoring with Les. I mean, he charges hundreds of thousands of tens of thousands of dollars to mentor with him. And so he's graciously allowed uh, people to download the book. The proceeds go towards the school, and then he's going to choose someone to mentor with uh, by downloading the book. Beautiful. I love
0: that. Thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you.